and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I will be talking about Kingdom of the Feared by Carrie Maniscalco, the third and final book in her Kingdom of the Wicked series. I don't really know if this series has a name other than the name of the first book, but very exciting. However, we got to get a few things out of the way before we get into it. Number one, if you haven't listened to the Kingdom of the Wicked or Kingdom of the Cursed episodes, what are you doing? There's a lot. They were a lot of fun. The first one, I talk about how much fun it is that this was like such a great YA fantasy. The second one, I talk about how I was absolutely bamboozled. And now the third one, we're going to talk about all of my thoughts about this series as a whole and this book in general. However, if you also didn't listen to the Kingdom of the Cursed episode or the Westwood Giraffes episode, then you may not know that I had a concussion in October, basically for that entire month. And it was very tragic. And during that time, I didn't do a ton of reading and I did not work on the podcast at all. So if you look at the dates, um, you'll see why there was like a big gap. And so I read this book while I was concussed and then did not record an episode. So it's now probably a month past when I read this book, and I'm now here to record this episode. So next week, there's going to be an episode about kind of a wrap-up of all the other books I read while I was concussed slash um, just on kind of a break, because I'm no longer concussed in the last few books I read. I was also not concussed while I read them. But anyways, you get the gist. And this one is special in getting its own episode versus doing it being lumped with the rest of them. And that is because I already did the first two episodes for this series. So this book has to get one. So this is basically me just saying that while I actually edited the episode for the second book earlier today and posted that, I don't know if it's posting, published, uploaded, whatever. I think it's uploaded. I uploaded it, which helped me refresh my memory, and I wrote down a summary of what happened in the book and some talking points. However, this might not be as good as if I had done it right afterwards, but you're going to get a shorter um, plot summary section, so that's good. So, before we get into it, I must issue a spoiler warning. If you do not want Kingdom of the Feared and also the other two books, because this is the third one, to be spoiled, stop here. Go read the books. I would recommend I had a fantastic time with this series. Super fun, super good. And then come back and listen to this episode. Um, And I think with that, we are going to get into the plot summary. So I got a pedicure this afternoon. And while I was there, I wrote down everything on my phone that I want to talk about, including the plot of this novel. Normally, I just write little bullets on a notepad. So I have to look at my phone today. So let's get into it. So Just as a reminder, where we left off at the second book is Amelia finds out her sister Victoria, who she previously thought was murdered, is alive, and she has agreed to marry Wrath, and her and Wrath are about to have some sex. So, we open the book, and they're about to have some sex, except Amelia's soul is stolen from her body, basically, or her consciousness, and she's brought to this, like, cave in some other place where Victoria... And Domenico is Domenico, if you don't remember, is from the first book. He is a werewolf and he, or a shifter, whatever. And he was like into Victoria back in the day. And now he's working with her. So they steal her and not really sure. She's like, what the heck, Victoria? How could you be alive? How could you do this? And Victoria was like, this had to be done. 
I need to awake your power so you can rejoin me in your rightful place. She's like, what the heck? And Wrath comes and breaks her out and Amelia is returned to her body. And Wrath was very, very upset. So um, because he was so upset, the whole castle froze. Very intense stuff. But part of this uh, starts to unlock her memory. So if you remember in the second book, uh, Amelia starts having these memories of her and Wrath, but she doesn't like, she didn't live them, right? So she's like, what is this? What's going on? I don't know. So she then remembers that she is the goddess of fury and Vittoria is the goddess of death and together they are house vengeance. So there was this like one throwaway line in the second book when she's talking to Envy about the houses and Envy says there's actually eight, eight houses, not seven, like the seven since there's an eighth one. So it turns out her and Vittoria were the goddesses of the eighth house, house vengeance, and she's fury and Victoria's death and Victoria is now coming back for revenge, but House Vengeance is very mysterious. Nobody's ever been there before. They don't really know anything about it. All the spies have failed or never returned, things like that. But Amelia still can't remember everything. A lot of her memories are still locked away, but she now knows that she's not a witch. She's actually a goddess. And so she's lived this other life and her memories are locked away. And she's like trying to figure out what this curse is. But before anything else can happen, Wrath and Amelia are summoned to House Greed. Also, I think Amelia's magic comes back at this point. It was really unclear. All of a sudden, we just start the third book and Amelia has magic when she didn't at the end of the second book. I don't really know what that was about. So anyways, they're called to House Greed because Greed's general was murdered and he's like, I want to investigate. I know it's Victoria. You all need to agree that if we catch her, we kill her, basically. Amelia is not about that because even though her sister has betrayed her and is maybe evil, she still doesn't want her to be murdered. So they're like, okay, we'll come back and sign this like later today. So Amelia and Wrath are talking about it and they're like, we have to make a plan. And Wrath is like, I'll sign it, but you can't. But we have to figure out a reason why you're not there. So they go down to like Greed's gambling den. And Amelia comes up with this plan where she basically like attempts to seduce this like duke and one of Greed's dukes. And Wrath gets super angry that he, like, destroys the whole casino. And then they takes her upstairs. And they finally consummate their marriage. And so they have now had sex. How fun. Very fun stuff. And then Wrath signs the thing, but Amelia doesn't, kind of as a workaround. And then they leave. But when they leave, they're attacked by, like, 100 werewolves in Victoria. And Wrath is almost killed. And, but we also find out at the beginning of this book that there's only one thing in the world that can kill the um, de demon princess for good. And it's some sort of blade. I don't know what the blade was called. Whatever. Some sort of blade of rune. I don't know what it was called. I really don't feel like looking for it. Okay. So, but he, he like can't get up because he's severely injured. And Victoria captures Amelia again. And she wakes up and she's in this jail cell with Envy. And... Antonio is also there and she's talking to Antonio and he's starting to like tell her secrets but before he can Victoria just up and kills Antonio and then while she's there Victoria's like by the way so you figured out that we're goddesses right well how did this happen well the witches were afraid of us and so they killed two babies and stole their hearts and put their hearts into us 
And so you're spell locked. And the only way you can come back into like all your memories and all your powers is if I rip out your heart and like kill it. And then you'll be back to your goddess self. And Amelia's like, uh. And when she tells Rat that later, he's like, I don't know. That sounds sketchy. Like your sister's kind of sketchy. And Victoria's also explaining like this curse. So basically, I don't know exactly when it's explained, but 20 years ago in like hell, because time works differently in hell and in on earth. So 20 years ago in hell. So basically, Pride had this wife who was the daughter of the first witch, which we kind of knew about from the first and second book. And the first witch is not happy and wants her daughter back, but Pride doesn't want to give the daughter back. And so she decides to send Amelia and Victoria in to tear apart. So nobody knows they exist and that they're twins and they're identical twins. So they're posing as one person, Nicola or Nicolette or something like that. And Amelia was sent to Wrath and Victoria was sent to Pride and they were both supposed to seduce them. And then Wrath was supposed to see um, Victoria with Pride and the two of them would fight and that would like provide an opportunity to like get her daughter back or something like that. And also like her daughter would be upset because her husband was cheating on her, like all this different stuff. But it doesn't work because Amelia falls in love with Wrath. And so she kind of confesses to it. And so the um, first witch is really upset and then before they can, like, totally come clean, that's when the witches capture them, like, on that night when all that stuff was supposed to go down. But Amelia does, like, tell Rat, like, they fall in love. Anyways, so then the first witch's daughter um, disappears and leaves. And then the first witch comes to... Oh, actually, this happens before Amelia and Victoria show up. So the first witch comes to Wrath and is like yo, give me my daughter back. And Wrath is like, no, she's with pride. Like, she can make her own choices. And then the first witch is like, fine, then I'm going to put a curse on you. And basically, it's like cursing him to, like, lose what he loves. So he loses his wings. But then also, like, the whole thing of this curse is that if he falls in love with Amelia, he will lose her too. So that's why he's like not confessing his love. And the brothers are secretly like, could you still be with Wrath even if he can't love you? And all this different stuff. So I'm definitely missing some things, but kind of spillover effect of the curse is that all of the other demon princes also end up having some sort of restriction placed on them. So pride can no longer leave hell, which is why the other princes were out searching for his lost bride, his wife, whatever. And so that's all going on. And Amelia's like, she, okay, so then she ends up learning all this stuff because the vampires and the first witch shows up and she's like, what the heck? So we learn all of that. And then they're also investigating the murder of this general and they're like, maybe she was a werewolf. Like, what's going on? Like, we don't think Victoria killed her. Maybe Greed did and he's pinning it on her. Like, they're investigating that. And Amelia decides, you know what? I am going to go get my heart ripped out. So she calls Victoria and has her rip out the heart. Victoria, um, the whole thing is that she's like, the witches are evil and the one who's the evilest of all is Nona, our grandmother. And she like calls up Nona and she's like, yeah, you guys are evil. We wanted you to like die in these mortal bodies and then you'd be gone forever, like all this different stuff. And so Victoria's like, the reason she killed, she, so she actually did kill all those other witches in the first book as revenge because their mothers and grandmothers and aunts and stuff were the ones who did this to them. So yeah, obviously we kill the innocent younger people. That makes no sense to me. I'm like, Victoria's crazy. And then she also is trying to get in between Amelia and Wrath because she doesn't want Amelia to marry Wrath because she wants her to come back and rule house vengeance with her. But anyway, so they rip out the heart 
all the non-Vittoria people are a little scared that Amelia is not going to be able to control her fury and all her power, but she is able to. But the witches come and attack. And so then she kills all the witches and she ends up learning from this memory thing that her friend Claudia from the first book is actually the daughter of the first witch I talked about earlier. So she, who, and she has the cursed blade. So she goes to Claudia, except Claudia chose to lose all her memories and like start this new life. So she's like, I need this blade. Um, I can't tell you why or what's going on with me because I don't want to take away your choice. But here's this memory of yours that if you aren't happy with this life, you can look at. But so she gets the blade and she goes back to Wrath and they only have one day to break the curse because it's like at the end of six years, six months and six days of hell time, then that will happen. I don't know. And so... The only way to do that is for Wrath to kill Amelia by taking... So, like, he has to stab her with the knight, with the cursed blade, and the blade will take all of Amelia's powers and she'll just be, like, a normal human, basically. And he doesn't want to do it, but she's like, but I want you to be able to love me because he's been dosing himself with this, like, poison that won't allow him to, like, feel love for her. And she's not about that. She's like, let's do this. So they agree. And then they decide to get married. And when they get married, they basically prove that Greed stole the general when she was young from her family, who ends up being Domenico's dad. So Domenico is this woman's half-brother. but So she's half-demon, half-werewolf, which is why Greed wanted her. So they reveal that, and Vittoria is saved. And then um, Amelia gets her powers back at the end of the book because she's officially the Queen of Hell. And so she gets half of Wrath's powers and his powers increased because they got married. And the only other like interesting plot point that you might need to know and that I'm going to talk about is that for some reason, Sicily that Amelia and Vittoria lived on, like in the first book, is not real Sicily. It's actually the Wandering Isle, which is talked about like throughout the second and third book. And it's like hell. And so they're like, you locked us in the, in hell. But it like actually, so I guess we're just going right now into the um, discussion section that actually makes no sense to me, like literally no sense at all because it has different times. So they're basically like Victoria and Amelia are about 20 years old in human years, but like, oh, but hell time passes differently. So if this is part of hell, then how did the time pass differently there? My other confusion is like all the witches live there. So I guess like I could kind of understand like, okay, witches live in a different realm. But there's also just normal people like Antonio lived there and like lived a real life there. But if the whole time they were never in real Sicily, but actually just the wandering isle, which is part of hell, then how are these humans here unless they are already dead and this is their eternal punishment is to live on this island is it kind of like the good place where they like are living lives but but in the good place they don't grow up but they do here or did they transport these people here these people fake but how could the people be fake if Antonio was real and Victoria killed him so he could not have already been dead because he got killed do you see what I'm saying it doesn't make sense I feel like I didn't even stop to take a breath there but if somebody who has also read this book and not just listening to my rambling, can tell me what is up with the Wandering Isle situation. Please let me know. It didn't make any sense at all. I was very much confused how this worked. And that kind of brings me to the next point. This book felt like it was one 
round of edits away from being published. I don't know if that makes sense. And this is not, it's not a good thing, but it's not a bad thing. This is more a critique. I guess I should say, like, I really enjoyed this book. I had a lot of fun with it. I will definitely reread this series. Overall, I really liked all of the books. They were so much fun. They were exactly what I was looking for. Like, fun, 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 fun. However, there are a lot of things that don't make sense or that feel like loose threads or loopholes or like just like I think part of this is I think she wrote the first book and then came back to write the second book and decided to write a different story but I kind of talked about this in the second episode like the first and the second the first book is very distinctly different from the second and the third the second and the third feel similar and the first does not because the first is on earth but I guess not now that we know the stuff about the Wandering Isle. And she, it's very YA. There's nothing very scandalous going on. And in two and three, we do have that scandalous smut sexiness action going on. And the plot lines are very different. So it was kind of like a lot of things that were touched on in book one, like Victoria had a thing with greed in the werewolves, but that's not important. Like, we don't even talk to Greed or the werewolves really in the second book. But all of a sudden, it's really important in the third book. And so, like, there's just some things like that that were, like, touched on in the first book. And we come back to the third, and there's not at all in the second one. We come back to the third one, and I have to remember those things, even though they weren't talked about. And I forgot about them. And just, like, some of the other stuff, like, I have a few other things written down on my phone, which is not locked, so I'm going to have to unlock it. Also, has anybody else updated their iOS if they have an iPhone and now their messages pop up at the bottom of their screen except instead of underneath their time? Because I did and I hate it. I wish somebody had told me not to, but it was a very stressful time um, because it was the week of the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster drama and I did not get pre-sale tickets. And I have been a fan. Uh, I've been a really big fan since in between the Speak Now and Red era. Uh, I've seen every tour since Red and now I'm not going to get to see Midnight's. I'm, I'm upset about it. Ticketmaster, I hope you get trust busted and can no longer be a monopoly and charge people hundreds of dollars in ticket fees so you guys can go have yachts or whatever. But anyways, that is not relevant to what we are talking about today. So, Let's talk about some other things that just like, so basically that all of that is to say is that they're just, this book needed a person who did not talk to Carrie Maniscalco frequently about the book, the characters, the plot, and things that aren't in the book. Because as somebody who has like written a book that is not published, and I really should try and be getting it published, except I don't want to because I don't want to do the research, but I want to get it published. I don't know. Anyways, and now it's like thought up of like other things that happen that aren't written down. What, like, I know that if I talk to Carrie Maniscalco, she could give me all the answers to these questions that I've posed in all these different episodes and like just other things that I didn't even talk about that don't make sense. So what she needed was she needed somebody who read each of the books but did not talk to her at all about the process, the characters, other things like that, to give notes about things that did not make sense. Because there were just like a few things that didn't make sense. And it didn't necessarily stop myself, stop me from enjoying this book or either of the other ones. I feel like mostly the second one, because the first one's the first one. So it's like, oh, of course, we're still waiting to learn things. But 
So she needed somebody to do that for her. Nobody did it for her. I would have been willing to. Hey, Carrie Maniscalco and your people for future books, if you want, I'd be down to do that. So it needed one more round of edits of somebody like me giving some reviews and critiques of like, this doesn't make sense. I forgot about that. Let's tie this up a little bit nicer. But overall, super fun. One thing that like I, so as I was listening to my second episode, I kept mentioning that there was this one scene in the second book where Amelia is like out in the gardens and she sees this like statue of like a woman and she hears these crying noises coming from like underneath. And Envy says, don't go down there. You don't want to know what that's all about. And then she doesn't. And that does not come back into play in the third book. So what was that about? Because we're just still sitting on it. Like, Wrath must have somebody imprisoned, but don't know who it is. Like, I thought, oh, maybe it's going to turn out that he has the first witch's daughter under lock and key all along. No. Wait. I was going to say, well, what if it's Victoria? But it's not because she was never captured. Speaking of Victoria, she got off easy. At the end of the day, she doesn't get punished. She gets to go back to House Vengeance. And the only bad thing that happens is Amelia's like, bro, I'm going to marry the love of my life and not come back and rule with you, my twin sister. I'm going to go rule House Wrath and then technically all of hell. And Victoria doesn't get punished, even though she really, really should because... She killed a bunch of witches, which, like, witches and demons are kind of enemies, but, like, these ones she killed, there was nothing, they weren't bad, they were just the daughters of people she hated. mm. And she kidnapped Amelia multiple times, she caused lots of havoc, and, like, so there was a special Barnes & Noble edition of this third book that I did not buy because I thought it was ugly, but it had a special story in the back, and it was kind of, like, an outtake of, from the second, so... In this book, they talk about how Victoria went around seducing a bunch of people, including the vampire from the first book that works in House Envy. And so apparently Envy was there while Victoria was like having sex with this vampire and she was trying to get stuff from him and he was like not about it. So what was implied from that is that and also implied in this third book was that Victoria had feelings for pride but maybe Envy has feelings for Victoria. So I don't know. I don't think we've seen the last of this world, but I do think we've seen the last of Amelia's point of view in this world, unless there's some like bonus story that comes out sometime in the future. I do think like based off of that and just some of the other loose ends from this book, I do think that there will be some sort of like, maybe not series, but like a book, like, Claudia at the end is like given the choice like here these are your memories you can maybe like get them back and realize who you are and there's a lot of loose ends about Victoria and Pride and Envy so I think we're gonna get another book set in this world but not and I think like Wrath and Amelia would like show up but I don't think they're gonna be the main characters and it's gonna be about Claudia deciding to get her memories back and come back But then also, are Pride and Victoria going to get together? Is Envy going to get with somebody? Like, what's going on? Lots of loose ends there. Very interesting stuff. Don't know. If there are more books in this world, I absolutely would pick them up. I will absolutely be reading new things by Carrie Maniscalco in the future. 
I don't think I'm going to go back and read the Jack the Ripper series um, or Stalking Jack the Ripper series that she has. It's, it's um about this girl who's like a forensic scientist or something or she wants to be and she starts solving like murder cases like very famous ones. I don't know. I don't think I would like it. I think it might be a little bit too gruesome for me in a way that this isn't because it's fantasy. But I don't really know. Um, let's see. I think that's everything that I wrote down. And that is just because, you know, it's been so long since I read it. Let me see if there's anything else. I guess I should say that I'm very happy that Amelia and Rath are finally living. They're happily ever after. They are married. They've consummated their marriage. Everything worked out. Hooray for them. I was rooting for them. Like, you feel that chemistry. Like, there's really good chemistry between the two of them, even when they're fighting in the first and second books. Like, mm, you can feel it. Like, I'm all about it. The one thing that felt a little... So, like, at the end, I told you how Amelia loses all her powers. And I was like, there's no way that she just loses everything, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but then they really make you think that she does until, like, the last page when she doesn't. So I was like, oh. And I guess I should say just about the series as a whole, which book was my favorite? That's a hard call because they're very distinctly different. I think I had the best reading experience with the first book because it feels very tight, cohesive, all that different jazz. Um, and then probably the third and then the second just because the third one you're kind of getting answers finally and the second one you just get a lot of questions you don't get any answers at all um and let's see is there anything else that I want to mention I guess like the fact that Nona is like I I also think that Nona will make a reappearance if there's another book in this world because she didn't die and she's definitely like not good but there were moments where she was like helpful so I don't know we'll have to wait and see and so that's that for this I feel bad that I didn't like I'm kind of mad at myself for not having recorded it right when I finished the book because my takes would have been hotter and fresher and there would have been more of them than what you got here but if you listen to this episode and you listen to the other two from the series thank you for sticking around with me I really appreciate it and I appreciate you And if those are the only episodes you've listened to of mine, there's a ton of other really cool stuff. And I definitely have some episodes on books that are similar to this. I would go check out the Spinning Silver episode um, if you want fantasy with, it's not romance like this, but there is some good romance in that book as well. So yeah, with that, I'm going to shoot myself into the outro. So please rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever wherever else you get your podcasts. If you are able to, it will help me out and it would mean the world to me, help other people find me and things like that. You can also follow me on Instagram at I read a book once blog. To be honest, I haven't posted on the Instagram since I got concussed and I don't know when I will start posting on it again or if I will, but you can do that. You could also email me at iredabookonceblog at gmail.com and I'd be happy to talk about this book, this series, the episode, my podcast, things like that. Love chatting with people about books. That's why I started this, even though I'm just chatting with myself. But uh, yeah, go ahead and do that. And yes, next week, 
So next week is going to be a wrap up of all of the books that I read during my break. And so that'll be fun. And I'll give like a short little summary and then kind of my general thoughts, feelings, and opinions on that. Some highlights of popular things I've read to look forward to would be um, The Final Gambit in the Inheritance Game series and also Beach Read by Emily Henry. So you should definitely tune in. I'm about to like literally record that after this one. And with that, my name is Emma. This was I Read a Book Once and I'll catch you guys next time.